Welcome to Brand Appeal, where we talk about brand storytelling in the digital age. I'm your host, Shannon Peel, and today is a very special episode because I spent some time talking with a father and son team whose mission it is to spread happiness through their business, John's Crazy Socks. John has Down syndrome, but that has not held him back. He is an entrepreneur. And I'm going to let Mark and John tell you exactly what, where that has gotten him in his life. Listener, I really encourage you to stay and listen to this episode because it is very heartwarming. And you will be smiling throughout because John really does spread happiness. Mark and John, thank you so much for coming today and joining me on Brand Appeal. One question for you. What do the two of you want to be known for? What's our mission? I spread happiness. Spreading happiness. Wow. And, and a large part of that for us is showing what's possible. Showing particularly what people with differing abilities can do. But it really comes down to spreading happiness, right? But, right, Dad. Well, I love the fact that you're spreading happiness. And... You've got these wonderful socks that do just that. So why socks, John? Um, I, it's fun. It's colorful. It's creative. I'll always let me be me. I want to bring it my whole life. So we used to drive around. I mean, this was John's idea. We used to drive around looking for these crazy socks for John. So we figured if John loved them that much, surely other people would too. And we could find our tribe. And you have. We've been very fortunate. You know, when we started just a little over five years ago, it was born out of necessity, right? Right. Um, John was leaving high school, couldn't find anything to do, couldn't find meaningful work. Mm -hmm. But he's a natural entrepreneur. So when you didn't see a job you wanted, what'd you say? I said, I want to play with, I want to make one. And what'd you tell me? I said, I want to go play with my dad. I next followed the band together. Yeah. He was the one who came and said, let's set up a business. So, okay. Ultimately, it was socks. Yes. And when we started, it was just the two of us making home deliveries. Now. Yes. How many socks do we have? We have 4,000 different kinds of socks. 4,000. That means John here, John's Crazy Socks, is the the world's largest sock store. And we've now shipped over 375,000 packages to 88 different countries. Wow. So we've, we've been fortunate in building the business. I've seen some of those socks as I was looking through your site and you have all kinds of socks. What's your favorite kind of sock? My favorite one is a dandelion superhero socks. And those are my, um, my design. I, I throw a picture of it and I like, I like my, my face yeah. on the superhero. His face is on the socks, so he likes that. <laughs> superhero, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like superheroes? Which is your favorite superhero? Because I love superheroes. My um, um, my, my favorite one is Incredibles. The Incredibles? Yeah. Ah, my favorite is Logan. Wolverine is my favorite. Actually, uh, we, 
we should have brought a picture. We could um, share our screen. We could show you John has an alter ego, has two alter egos now, but he has his own, he is his own superhero as Sockman. And he Whoa. looks quite becoming when he is dressed as Sockman. Huh? <laughs> So you've done some pretty amazing things uh, because, you know, not many people speak in front of Congress. We've been very fortunate. Um, the business has grown. It gives us a platform so that people are willing to listen to us. It gives us these opportunities. Look at this, Shannon. You have us on your podcast. I mean, how wonderful is that? Because we get these opportunities, it puts an obligation on us to make use of that. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's to go out and advocate for people with different abilities. Now, you've said that word a couple of times, and I read it on your on your site, different abilities. I like that. Is that yours or is that something that people say in the States? I don't know where we got it from. I can't believe I'm the first one to say it. But we have been saying that for five plus years now. You know, John here. John has many talents. He's off the charts with some things, your organization and your public speaking, your ability to, to give people right. tours and create things. And yet, you know, we can't do our finances. Um, so don't, don't feel bad, John. I, I'm not very good at that either. <laughs> right, right. So is that a disability? No, we all have strengths. We have areas we're not, you know, we're weak in, we're not good in. So that's why we say different abilities. I like that. I really do like that because you're right. Everyone has different abilities and everyone is somewhere at a disadvantage in one way or another. And, and for us, it's, it's focused on people's strengths, right? Mm -hmm. So we've been very fortunate. We've created 34 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. And there's no charity involved. I mean, if you got to know us, you'd find out here that my partner's a very nice guy. Right. I'm, I am not. Everybody who works here has got to produce. And that's part of the dignity of it. Everybody brings some strength in. And you, and you do that by focusing on their strength, mm -hmm. not their weaknesses. One way I explain it to folks is never be blinded by a person's limitations. Just be awed by their possibilities. You need to put that on a sock. Uh, we might. We might someday. We've shared that. You know, we've done, it, we could talk about our five pillars and a lot of what we have to do, but it is going out and showing possible, showing what people with different abilities can do. Mm -hmm. And there's a two-sided coin there. So on one side, we work with a lot of students or clients in social service agencies. We, mm -hmm. we host tours here. So people can come in and see, oh, there are jobs I can have. There are other people like me working. We host work groups here from high schools or social service agencies. So people can get a taste of work and see, oh, I can do that and see other people doing. We'll go and speak at schools. We're speaking tonight at a school, uh, the special education PTA. Look what's possible. You know, we'll tell them about John and you know, when John was young, John couldn't talk. John had to learn sign language and he used a, an assistive device. Mm -hmm. Now, 
We have trouble getting you to shut up sometimes. <laughs> but now he's a public speaker who spoke in front of 5,000 people at a Microsoft. Wow. How old are you, John? I, I, I'm 26. You're 26, and you have spoken at Microsoft and at Congress? Lots, lots of public things. But the other side of that is working, and this is why we speak to elected officials and policymakers and other businesses, is to say, look what people can do. Yeah. You know, we have a TEDx talk out, and the theme of it is hiring people with different abilities is not altruism. It's good business. Mm -hmm. And then we make the business case for that. Well, what I'm really interested in is the fact that what you've done is you're showing people how successful they can be, whether they have what we would consider a disability, whether or not they have been given all the possibility and potential in the world. I know people who are total, lots of potential, could not stand up in front of 5,000 people. Not a chance. So we have to stop labeling people is my point. We have to stop labeling kids. Like my son is labeled gifted with potential. One day he tells me, mom, stop it. I can't live up to that. Right. That's too much pressure. Because what we do is we tell the kids when we label them, this is who you are. This is what you're capable of. And it gives them either an excuse not to do something. I'm in remedial English, so I don't really, I'm obviously not good at this. So I'm not going to really try hard. Or you're giving them so much potential. You're saying, oh, you need to live up to your potential that no matter what they do, it's not good enough. It's scary. It's, there have been experiments like this. You tell somebody you're smart. And the reason you did well is because you're smart. Well, this becomes a little scary. And now they believe the reason I did well in the test, the reason I achieved this is because I'm just naturally smart. Therefore, I can't let anybody see me sweat. Therefore, I have to know everything because I'm smart, right? As opposed to somebody else who, you know, the reason you did well is you worked hard. So if I just keep working hard, I'll be okay. Well, who's better off, right? It's, uh, and that comes up in lots of ways. I, mm -hmm. I joke that one of the worst things you can have is early success. Yes. Because now you've already achieved. Now where do you go? Mm -hmm. well, our journey, our stories are not at the end. And everyone seems to be in a hurry to be this big accomplished person by the time they're 25 years old. So a lot of people are trying to be and achieve things just like John has before they're 25. And that is a ton of pressure. And listen, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. I've done a lot of things in my life. I've achieved some good things. I've had some downs. Not long ago, my wife said to me, geez, wouldn't it have been wonderful if you had done this earlier when we were young? Part of the answer was I couldn't. I didn't know enough. Not only that, we didn't really have a lot of the technology that we have today. Right. That, but I was off doing other things. Mm -hmm. um, and now I know more. Mm -hmm. We can do this. I'm, I'm 63 years old. I have spent my entire life preparing for this interview. Mm -hmm. right? It all rolls up. And there's always something new to learn and always something new to do. Well, you're always saying it, right? We're just getting started. Right. You're always coming up the learning curve, aren't you? I do. <laughs> do you like Do you like learning, John? I do. I, I like learning. Um, I, um, yes. You're always asking questions. You're always doing research. 
What you ask me about on the way to work today? I wind up explaining something to you. I forget. Oh, about electric wires. Ah, yeah, yeah, electric. Why, why, you know, here around here, they're above ground. And what does that mean? And, you know, what if they were underground? And, um, because you're a curious guy. Yeah. Everyone has a job. Everyone has a role to play. What role do you want to play, John? What would you love to do? Role here. What do you do here? I am a fish at a company. And I'm a face at a business. I have a business, and my job is I should have having a Right. So, Shannon, he's got one of those great titles. He's the chief happiness officer. Wow. I love that. You're the chief happiness officer, and you can grow that. You're showing people, you're out there showing people what's possible, showing them what your colleagues are doing. Yes, right. I like that. You like doing that? I do. Uh, do you want to grow this bigger? Do you want to grow the business bigger? I do. We're just getting started. Wow. Right? So like our strategy on this, our overall, is drive the mission. Mm-hmm. What we can do to drive the mission, the more that drives the brand. Yeah. And the more that results in sales. We started by selling direct to consumer through our website. And that's what we've done by and large for five years. Now we've gotten to the point where we've established, we know what we're about. We know the mission. We've established the brand and that's getting out there. Mm-hmm. We have, we've improved our abilities. We now have a strategic partner that allows us to do the manufacturing. So now we're growing the business in three distinct and new ways. We're doing business to business sales, Mm -hmm. which in part we've had for a while. Companies will call us up and say, can you make custom socks for us? So we've made socks for EY, for IBM, for Google, for Microsoft, uh, for, for weddings and sweet 16 parties. And we're very smart people and said, huh, what do you think would happen if we actually marketed those services? But a second is now we're in a position that we can start to sell wholesale. Our aim is that we will start shipping wholesale by the fourth quarter. Well, we're already selling on Zappos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Macy's.com has now agreed that they're going to sell us online. Coles, the department store, I don't know if there are any Coles in Canada. No, but we know, I know what it is, yep. We're going to be in 856 coal stores <laughs> fourth quarter. Wow. And but a lot of that, like coals, we didn't get to them by knocking on the door of their buyer. Mm-hmm. It came to us because of the mission. And so it's continue to drive our web sales, but grow that B2B, grow the wholesale. Mm-hmm. We have a fourth. Uh, channel which is mission driven called JCS Champions mm-hmm. and what we want to do is put people with different abilities into their own business because we know there are a lot of individuals and families in a similar position to where we were in mm-hmm. what was John going to do so we're going to put them into their own business by giving them a business in a box 
So you enroll, we'll train you on how to set up a business. And then when you get through the training, we're going to give you a selling stand and inventory and marketing materials. You're going to own this business, not a franchise. You can sell other people's products, but you'll be able to go to a, a farmer's market. It's craft fair, you know, flea markets. Uh, craft. You might be able to go to a store in town and say, can I set up my stand here? and sell our socks. Now you can sell other people's things, that's fine. We're gonna start enrolling five people in October, but over the next five years, we're gonna create 1,000 new businesses, uh, all owned by people with different abilities. Wow. Kind of light up the country and show, look what can happen. Wow, that is an ambitious goal, and I think that you can do it. Can we do it? Yeah, we are. We'll make it happen. <laughs> What did you do before, Mark, before John came to you and said, hey, dad, let's do this? Well, I spent much of my career in the healthcare field. This goes back to the late 1980s. And I worked in the uh, Medicaid program in New York City. Medicaid is the federal state program, uh, insurance program for the poor in the states. And then I went on to lead both some consulting firms and also management and technology firms that we ran HMOs and we were trying to figure out how to better deliver healthcare to the poor and how to better organize healthcare. But along the way, I started a software company. We put out baseball informational software. I've run political campaigns. I've published short stories. I've run a marketing program for I helped my wife who had a business and I took care of the marketing for them. Um, so when it came time to do this, no experience in retail, no experience in fashion, no experience in managing a warehouse and said, yeah, we can go and do this. That's a big jump and a big risk. Yeah. And if you think about everything you have to do, you'll never do it. But if you break it down and say, okay, we're just going to test this and see, you take it a step at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the other thing is you're learning all the time. Mm -hmm. To me, the logic behind filling orders is quite similar to processing healthcare claims. Do you learn? Sure. So when I was young, I sold T-shirts on the streets of New York. <laughs> Found a distributor... A guy would go to the garment district and buy these shirts. They were just plain colored t-shirts. And I'd go out and hawk them. Well, you learn a few things. Yeah. Uh, when I, I mean, here's one, which when I was young, different day and age, right? I did a lot of hitchhiking. I hitchhiked cross country three times. Yeah. I hitchhiked around uh, Europe. Car would pull over. You'd go running to get in that car. And I never worried about my safety, but I'd get in the car. And now you got to size up that driver. Yeah. This ride might last 10 minutes or 10 hours. You got to get along with that person. And in fact, you're the entertainment. Yep. Well, you do that a few hundred times, you're going to learn some things. Mm. Learn some things that are going to carry you well. When I was doing it, I wasn't going off saying, I'm going on a learning experience. No, you went on an adventure. Adventure, right? You know, I read on the road. I said, oh, I got to go do this. So, but now that you are established in this business, it's been five years, you've sold a lot of socks, you have a big inventory, you hire people that need a job, and you're ready to train people that want to have a business. What 
do you get the most joy out of? Like, what are you the most proud out of, out of everything that you've done? That's easy. There is nothing better when we're very busy because the place is filled with this energy, joy, and productivity. It's like Santa's workshop. <laughs> so that's, that's the best thing. Similar is when we get feedback from people about the impact on their lives. Yeah. We need to be careful. You know, we we certainly don't want to get full of ourselves. You know, here's just a simple one. Get a phone call from a teacher the day after she brought her high school class through here. Mm -hmm. She says, you know, I had a visit today from one of our students who was on the tour, young man with autism, which she said you know, can be difficult to reach. Well, he showed up in school that day and printed out a picture of him and John together and came up to the teacher and said, you see, I can do anything. Yes. It's, it's hearing from others who have started businesses because they saw what we did. Last mm -hmm. night, we spoke on a virtual at a virtual event or we're on a panel with somebody who said, you, you we never met, but my daughter and I started our business because we saw what you and John did. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome because what you're doing is you're inspiring people to take a chance. You're inspiring people to take the risk because they can see that it's possible. Yeah. We've had lots of glittery things or exciting things. You've mentioned it already. We've testified twice before Congress. We've spoken at the United Nations. We've been on TV lots, but it's, mm -hmm. it's those other things. And, and I, and I want to be careful, right? At the end of the day, we're just a couple of knuckleheads selling socks. It's <laughs> changed the world. Changed the world. And I think that you're going to change the world. And there's one thing that I do remember seeing you on the news, because you were giving socks to a very big, important person in the state. Yeah, John, you had become sock buddies with former President Bush, with I former did. President George H.W. Bush. That was pretty special, huh? Yeah. That was good. He, I mean, it started in a way that lots of connections have started. In the spring of 2017, mm -hmm. we saw that, we saw an article saying that former president liked to wear crazy socks. And what do you say? I, I want to send him socks. So let's send him some socks. John says that a lot. So we sent him a box of socks. And a little while later, we heard back from his office saying the president loved them. Can he get some more? We sent him some more socks. Yes. And then he sent you socks. He did. And so they're going back and forth. And then the president tweeted out a picture of him wearing John's socks on World Down Syndrome Day and thanking his friend John and pointing out a connection between the two of them. Yeah. President Bush, who signed the Americans with Disabilities Act, which changed the world for millions of people. Mm -hmm. Impossible, the education John got, and therefore the creation of John's crazy sons. Mm -hmm. Then President's wife, Barbara Bush, passed away, and his office called and said, the president and the family want to wear socks to honor her commitment to literacy. So we had some socks in our inventory made by one of our suppliers, mm -hmm. actually a company from Washington State. We sent them 20 pairs. And uh, the day of her funeral, 
the president was wearing those socks and tweeted out a picture. And that was his only communication with the world, you know, and then explaining why he was wearing them. And, and, and that was a pretty special moment to think that president at the time of need was connecting with John. You like that? I do. I think that story is amazing because what you've done is given him that happiness piece. Like he wasn't a ha- it wasn't happy that day, but you gave him something of comfort. Yeah. So really, you had two presidents wearing those socks that day. Well, we've had other presidents wearing them. We've had Prime Minister Trudeau as well. Oh, yeah, that was the next one I was going to get to because Prime Minister Trudeau loves his socks. Uh, so we've sent him socks. He's worn those. We've got a nice warm thank you note from him. You've had quite a number of celebrities wearing them, right? Yeah, uh, as Kevin saying. Kevin James. Uh, 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 Josh Demos, uh, Finia Johansson, um, Eva Longoria, yeah, yeah. Mini Driver, yeah. And and here's a good one. There's a rumor that Bob Dylan was wearing John's socks when he showed up to pick up his Nobel Prize. Now we started that rumor, <laughs> but he hasn't denied it. <laughs> Is it a true story, John? Well, it's true. Yeah. We started the rumor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, a lot of your success has been totally around the fact that John is the face of the brand. You have this wonderful story and you share that brand story. Now, where do you share that brand story so that people can see it? Like where, where people found you? Well, I I uh, I'm a, I'm a plug. Uh, um, I you can go uh, find us at John's Crazy John's and we're on all the social media platforms, mm-hmm. and it's looking to engage with people, not yeah. step. So yeah, sort of forty thousand Facebook likes. You're doing a lot of TikTok videos. You like that? I do. Thing? You like TikTok? Yes. He loves it. You know, the you dance fun. Oh, dances all the time. And that's something else. Uh, right. It's drive the mission. Well, our mission is spreading that. So we started a couple of things during the pandemic, one of which, well, what do you do every Tuesday afternoon? Every Tuesday afternoon, I host a dance party every Tuesday at 3 p.m. in the time. He hosts an online dance party. That's cool. You know, people dancing on Zoom. It's great fun. We're always trying to connect and share. So we now have our own podcast. What's it called? A Spreading Happiness Podcast with John and Wash. Just a half hour of the two of us bantering back and forth and telling some jokes, sharing some good news stories, uh, talking about trying to get in shape and lose some weight. You give an update on your love life. Yes. Um, an update on your love life. So you got a girlfriend yet? You did. You have a girlfriend. Her name is Stephanie. Wow. And it's entertaining because some weeks they're off, some weeks they're on. Yeah. A little up and, you know, down. This was a good week. Yeah, yeah. A big good week. Well, John, uh, I got to say that it takes a lot of courage to go out into the world of dating and to have a girlfriend or boyfriend. I do not do that because it is such a scary place to be. So you have all the courage in the world. Yeah, it's different to me. Uh, I, um, to me. I'm, I'm kind of a little scared. Uh, I'm scared. Uh, I'm kind of a little nervous. Uh, uh, I think 
King Stephanie. Or dating Stephanie can be scary. I, I kind of <laughs> no, that yeah, I've I, I kind of scared a little bit because that that is not funny. Oh, it's very funny. <laughs> it's not. Well, I, I know, but I, you finding your way to a relationship I, is I, challenging. I, it's not because it's kind of, um, my relationship is very challenging. Uh, because our our all all main hand, handle a main hand I have. Like uh, my dad saying, like sometimes we, uh, right, uh, right between uh, 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 day again, uh, we off again, and on again, and on again, it's pretty challenging me. Uh, I get into it. Yes, trying to figure it all out. It can be very hard. It's very hard and very scary and very stressful. So when it's, you- it's scary for you, it's scary for your mom too. Yes, <laughs> moms get very scared when their sons start dating. And even scareder when our daughters do. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because, John, can you give me one last thing before we go? How, yeah. do you, how do you feel the fear and do it anyway? Because you've done a lot of amazing things and you must have been scared, but you did them anyway. So how did you get over that? I'm sorry? How do you do things even if you're nervous and scared? So remember, here's an example. We, we do a lot of public speaking. And he doesn't get nervous at that. Oh, oh yeah. Um, we was one what, time. What time? We went to Ottawa. We went up to Canada. Um, it was at Carolyn University. At, yeah, Carolyn University is speaking on, on colleges. And, and I was just kind of a little bit nervous there. A little, little bit. Not that much. But... You were, you were worried, but I how do you get over it? Because because a professor, the, the professor, I, I I came to me. I I, I went in class. I want as want to be like me. Yeah, the, John was nervous about speaking to college students. And, I, I never did it before. And, but the professor pointed out they were all in that class to learn how they could be like John. Yeah. Um, but. You do things that sometimes you're nervous about, like getting the uh, immunization, getting the shot. You were a little nervous about that, right? Right. But you did it anyway. Why did you do it? How did you overcome that fear? Oh, 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 when I oh, oh, when I get a shot, and and I never, I never think about it. I never think about it. Well, afterwards, you were, this was easy. Yeah. But before, you were a little nervous. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous. I kind of live in you. Uh, I kind of live in you. I see some challenges. And, but you did it anyway. I, I did it anyway because I never... He has a, John has a pretty strong sense of responsibility. Um, which will lead you to go and do things. Yeah. And and that's one of the things we do, Shannon, is we share a lot, mm-hmm. uh, particularly what John goes through, so that other people can see. So when he was getting his immunization shot, we had pictures and little videos and John talking about being nervous, mm-hmm. but then showing. He got his shot. Everything was fine. We did that. John has an eye fairly rare eye condition called keratoconus. It's an uh, asymmetrical thinning of the cornea. It's more prevalent among people with Down syndrome. Yeah. So to treat it, one of the things John has to do is wear these very thick, hard contact lenses. Mm. And he had to learn to put those in. And you spent months learning that. Well, we would film that 
and share that just so other people could see. Yeah, it can be challenging, but you can do it. You got that special cross tracking with the laser, right? Oh yeah. And we took pictures of that. We participated in webinars to show you're not alone. Look what you can do. Yeah, and I when I I when I when I and and I I tell I tell my dad I kind of a little bit. A little bit, not that much, that, that much, because um, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of that. Uh, right, right, right after I gave my, a laser in my eye, and uh, you can see better. I, 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 I want to see better, and I look good, and all that. And I, um, I, I was doing my surgery, right, and all that, and 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 I. I I'm afraid that I'm going to... But you um, went through it and did uh, it anyway. I'm I, I going through right. it anyway. I'm I, a little afraid of, uh, uh, it happened to my eye. I have yeah, my eye. I, 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 don't want, I don't want to burn. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but here's another anecdote, Shannon. So John got invited to introduce the New York Knicks basketball team. Wow. Madison Square Garden. So we go down early before the game. Yeah. And the announcers are coming out, the TV announcers, and shaking John's hand and meeting John. And one of them pulled him aside and started giving John advice on how not to get nervous and not to be anxious. And I didn't have the heart to tell him. Don't worry about it. And that night, he stands center court. He turned all the lights off in the place. There were 22,000 people in the stands. All the lights are off. He's in center court. They put a spotlight right on him. And you killed it. I did. You had 22,000 people standing and screaming, right? Yes, Dad. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. You have some advice for Shannon and her listeners? Yes, Dad. I do. Uh, follow, follow your heart. Follow your dreams. Work hard. So you can do. I go. I go. Uh, I go, uh, I go change the world. <laughs> I, 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 what are you, are you believe? And I love how you show the world, John. I love how you show the world your brand. You show the world your brand story. You show the world what is possible. We're very fortunate in our way. I just got over here. I just got over here. I, he always believe me. He know my swing. He inspired me every day I met because I, I really cool about this. I I keep learning, 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 learning. I keep learning code all the time. And this guy, my father, I always give me swing. Yeah, well, I'm the driver. I put the chauffeur cap on. I drive you places. <laughs> That's what parents do. <laughs> Your dad is so lucky. Like, I'm a very fortunate man. I hear funny man. I'm a funny man too, huh? <laughs> I wish my kids would give me a hug like that. Yeah, he's smooth. Well, John will talk about this and we'll hear sometimes, oh, you're a great father. I'm like, well, I got two older boys. They can offer an alternative opinion. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we we tell the story when John uh, 
came to me and said, Dad, I want to go into business with you. I said, well, you know, this is one I can work with. My middle son, who I love very dearly, we get along with. He worked with us for a while. And after a while, it became clear this wasn't going to work. Yeah. If we kept working together, you were going to find us both in a pool of blood on the floor. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, I love him dearly, but we weren't working together. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the same with me and my mom. It's like, she goes, I love you, but I really don't want you to move home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got along much better with my parents after I left. <laughs> Kids, they are make life a lot easier and a lot harder. Um, wouldn't have it any other way than having them. But if I didn't know about them beforehand, like if I if you told me like, okay, this is what it's like to have kids, boom, 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 boom. And this is exactly what they're going to do to you. I might have been a little bit second guessing myself about having them. <laughs> well, let me suggest it's somewhat like uh, starting a business. If, if you stop before you start and think about everything you have to know and everything you have to do, it'll be so overwhelming, you'll be paralyzed. Exactly. You just have to, at some point, just go. I mean, we that's an aesthetic we have around here, a lot of uh, ready, fire, aim. Don't, don't overthink it. <laughs> Not saying go will be willy-nilly, but don't overthink it, just go. That sounds like great advice. And thank you so much, Mark and John, for coming on today. And once again, John, where can people go to find your socks? You are go at johnscrazysocks.com. Johnscrazysocks.com. And listen, we're so grateful you buy from us. You're going to get great socks. We told you 4,000 different socks. We have over 29,000 five-star reviews. It's great service. We do same-day shipping. But here's what you're also going to do. You buy from us. You enable us to hire people with different abilities. You support our Giving Back program. We've donated over $500,000 to our charity partners. Most of all, you help us spread happiness. So it's a good deal all around, right? I, I think so. I think so. I think it's a great deal all the way around. Thank you for having us on. It's great to be on the Brand Appeal podcast. Yes. Listener, I hope that you found happiness in listening to this episode. I know I was smiling the whole time. Mark and John are an interesting duo uh, with a very important mission in spreading happiness. If you like this episode or any episode of Brand Appeal, please, I encourage you, I ask, I pray, I beg, I'll beg for a review on either Apple or Podchaser.com. Until next time, peel out.